I'm Tara Oldridge and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Welcome back. This is your bonus interview for the Smart Woman Show. I know you weren't expecting this one, but Kristen Ostrander has become somebody who I am following because here is a secret. I, after knowing you and Kristen and like hearing a little bit about you and what's possible because I'm always open to what's possible, um, want to start an Amazon business. <laughs> is that crazy? Because, okay, okay, so so take us back. So this is Kristen Ostrander. She is the guru in starting an Amazon business online. And the reason why I wanted her on the show is because everybody should have an Amazon business. Right, Kristen? <laughs> I say it's if, it's if it works for you, if it's something you enjoy doing, um, for sure. I love, I've been, I've had an Amazon store now for, gosh, since 2008. And okay, totally wait a minute. It's not just an Amazon store. It's like a multi-million dollar Amazon store. So, okay, wait, I really want to go back because your story is incredible because a lot of the women listening to this, they're very smart. They're intelligent women. They all have big dreams. And so I am a firm believer in taking the steps necessary to get out of your fear. Take us back to your scariest moment with your husband and all that kind of stuff. Well, the scariest moment was, you know, I, I had a e e-commerce business. It was more of like a side hustle. I had two small kids, one that was a newborn baby, a week old. And I got this dreaded phone call from my husband. He is in commercial construction, you know, strong, always building stuff. And he's like, I'm headed to the ER. I hurt my shoulder. We have no idea what's going to happen, but it's pretty bad. That ended up being uh, surgeries and a uh, year of no income and fighting with lawyers about uh, workman's comp and eventually getting some of those things worked out. But immediately it was three kids, no income, husband out of commission for a while. And what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And honestly, that scared the daylights out of all of us. Yeah. I get it. And having a small business at the time. And it was just a little bit of a, you know, it was a side hustle. I was a full-time mom and I, I loved what I was doing, but that was something that wasn't, it was just side money, wasn't necessary because we were relying on my husband's income. But the moment that changed when it was like, okay, it's time to step up and see what you can do with this business because this is all we've got to keep the lights on. And starting to grow that with taking him to physical therapy and surgeries and dealing with the nursing and newborn all night long and things like that where it was it was a really scary time um how do you keep I'm, your marriage intact when you're going through that like <laughs> side note side note <laughs> a lot of sex <laughs> in this, and i know the women watching are too because this is real these are real moments you're talking about and, and we all go through it in some varying degree when like your plate is so full and, and God or whoever is just saying to you like, and your plate gets to get bigger. Like, how do you deal? How do you keep your marriage intact? 
a lot of sex. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I know that seems like a crazy answer, but it's a way to connect and stay connected and stay letting your husband know you're important and you're a priority and, and it's a priority for me. And so it's something that we make a priority for each other. And, and with side noting that with tons of communication, uncomfortable conversations, mm. that's how, I mean, this year we're celebrating 20 years and the, the glue that keeps that together is God and our faith and knowing that we are, we, we said those vows and we meant every single one of them. So even if it's go over there, I hate you today, it's we're committed for life. And so we work out mm. what we have to work out, even if it takes forever. And I think that's part of it. It's really hard to even hug or kiss someone, let alone sleep with them if you're upset. And so because we make that a commitment, we have to work our problems out so we can get to the fun stuff. <laughs> just, so being, just keeping it real. <laughs> I just love how real and authentic you are because it's true. Like, hey, sex is where it's at. And that's not what this interview is about, but it could be. That's another show. That gives me an idea for another show. What, you know, but what I really heard you say in that, and I've been talking about this. This is a common theme in just the conversations I'm having in my business and, and wrapping around, you know, my, my Facebook lives and stuff is like, you can't be driven by your emotions. Like you're like, you can't be running around this world, like making decisions based off emotions. Like you get to be driven by your commitment. And what I'm hearing you say is like, Hey, this is the man I chose. We chose each other. So we're doing it. So like, yeah, I hate you go over there, but we eventually come back. So that's so cool. So, okay. So let's go back to, Oh my gosh, now I have to blow up this tiny little seedling business that I've created. How do I do that? small but consistent action steps. Mm -hmm. So I love what you said because I'm, I'm such a proclaimer of that, of not, of not relying on the feelings. And like on the person, all the personality tests and everywhere else, I'm like feeling by 99.9. .9. And because of that, I've had to learn to mm -hmm. trust the facts and not the feelings because I got all the feels all the time. And so my mantra is trust the facts, not the feelings. I feel right. this, but what is real and what is true and what needs to be done. So, because whether you feel like it or not, there's something that's real, there's something that's true, and there's something that needs to be done. And mm -hmm. so when you, when you focus on that, it was, we're facing home foreclosure, there's, there's no money to pay any bills, what needs to be done? And it was, what can I sell that's not attached to the wall to keep the lights on? And, wow. you know, that's just the mode that I shifted into. It was just what needs to happen right now. I wasn't thinking about building a million dollar business. I was thinking about what do I need to feed these three kids for the next seven days? And what do I need to do after that to keep feeding them? Okay. Interesting. So you didn't actually have a giant vision. You're just like, no. well, I've got a tiny little bit of money over here. How can I make it a little bit bigger so that we actually have money to eat? Exactly. And th wow. that's why, you know, that's part of, you know, coming to, I know we'll get to the book later, but dreaming big, but stepping small. And at that mm -hmm. time, the biggest dream I could think of was what does it take to keep a roof over our heads? Because sometimes mm -hmm. it's super overwhelming to people to think, I want all these big things. I want to live on the coast of California and Malibu and have a big mansion and have all this money and have all these things. Okay, great. That's a big dream. But if you're over here in a one bedroom apartment with $43 in your pocket, that seems like a light year away. And yeah. so what do you need to do in, in your, in my dream big step small is stepping small. What is one thing you can do to get closer to that Malibu mansion you wanted? You know, whatever that is, one step gets you closer to that and farther away from this. Okay. So your book is called dream big step small, right? 
Yes. Makes so much sense. I mean, today is the book launch. Yeah. So excited. <laughs> I'm really excited too. Okay. Show us your proof. Cause I know you have it there. This you don't is have my proof copy. Here's the oh ugly God. do not sell line. But yeah, I, I, it's really weird to hold this in my hand and just be like, wow, this is a real thing. I absolutely love it. I'm so excited about it. I can't wait to hold my book in my hand too, just like that. So you guys obviously can get it on Amazon. And we're going to go into her, how, she's, how, how to create an Amazon business now. But go to her website, uh, kristenostrander.com. We're going to put it down here for you. Go to her website and pick up her book, Dream Big, Step Small. I love it because you know what? It's like, yeah, you want the house on the coast, Malibu, mansion, all these things or whatever the dream is for you. Um, but the reality is, is that there's a staircase that leads to that heaven and it starts on the bottom step right? So how do we start? So because here I have, I'm hosting an event July 6th and 7th in Newport Beach, California called Vision to Business in two days. So I literally am taking every, all the people who are coming, their vision, their trembling boots, or maybe they've already have a business and just like blowing up the vision even more and then structuring it into an actual business. So I love this Amazon idea because it is a actual business. It's tangible. It has structure. It has bottom lines. It has financials. It has steps. It has systems to a business. Absolutely. So how does it work? What do you do to create an Amazon business and how, how, how feasible is it? Like, what are the numbers? So I, I love the numbers, honestly. So we finished out 2018 with $1.2 million in sales. Wow. And we are, we enjoy a profit margin. It varies, but our profit margin is between, you know, 24 and 28% year over year. We have a really good return on our investment as far as putting products on the marketplace in Amazon. So um, basically what you do is you can sell, we actually started selling years ago, used books, literally from yard sales, thrift stores, library book sales, our own bookshelf. That cool. Amazon has a system and you can look up what the value is on something, how much they'll pay you. They have an app and then you can look at, see what, what are you paying for that? So basically it's doing the math and figuring out if you buy this book for 25 cents, you can send it to Amazon and after all their fees, they'll pay you $5 and 27 cents for that. That's a huge markup. And so starting there and sending product into Amazon, we use the FBA program. So Amazon has fulfillment by Amazon. So everyone probably thinks eBay style, right? Where people have eBay and they have stuff all over their house and in corners and they have a warehouse and a storage unit full of inventory. That's not how Amazon FBA works. You get your products, you, you have to label them in a certain way and you send them to Amazon's warehouses and they distribute products to customers. So you don't have to touch it. If you don't this want was to. my question because I'm thinking, okay, how do you run a business, an Amazon business from home? So the fulfillment center handles all of it for you. You ship it to them. They deal. That's in a nutshell. Yes. There's some nuts and bolts that go along with that, but in a nutshell, yes. And we use what's called a prep center as well, which is the in-between because if you're ordering from a wholesale catalog and you're sending that stuff into Amazon, you know, as opposed to your brick and mortar store where you have to be present and you have to put stuff on shelves and you have to pay rent and you have to pay all the stuff. Yeah. This is your virtual brick and mortar. So you pick out products, you ship them into either yourself, you can receive them or you can ship them into a prep center. Um, we, we worked from our house uh, up until three years ago. So we would literally receive pallets of inventory here, have a team of people 
prepping them and sending them off to Amazon. But that's not the lifestyle we wanted long term. And so yeah. we wanted our, our, our location freedom. We wanted our time freedom. And so we hired a warehouse to deal with those things moving forward. But we started. So how do you find the prep center? So there's many that you can look for. We use myprepcenter.com, which they handle their in, the inventory receiving and shipping. So we don't have to deal with any of that. We order our products. We send them there. They prep them for Amazon, send them to Amazon, and it's hands off. So it is really amazing. What are you talking about? This I feel like everybody should have an Amazon store. I agree. I can't say enough about the possibility that's there. That's the number one. Did you know that that they did a poll last year of, of millennials, younger millennials, um, that the number one app they cannot live without is not Snapchat, it's not Instagram, it's not any social media, it is Amazon. Every single one of them, it was like 92%, the apps that they would never delete from their phone, that's the most important to them, Amazon was number one. It's because they're everyone's shopping on Amazon. And so why not get a piece of the pie by selling on Amazon and being part of that? Girl, I shop on Amazon every day. The struggle is real, me too. <laughs> it's not a struggle. I feel like it's such a blessing because... I'm like, oh my gosh, my coffee's going to run out. I just go to my pre-orders that I've bought, buy it again. It's way easier than going to the store. Whole Foods now is on Amazon. I, all my groceries get delivered to my house for $4. I can't even drive to, Am or to, to, to Whole Foods for $4. The, it's very true. Um, the Amazon customer is all about speed and convenience and variety. They want their stuff, they want it now, and they want it delivered. So oh, that they don't, time is money. I mean, who has time for that? Like, you just order it while you're, you know, you can be at the bus stop waiting for the kids to get off the bus and go, oh, oh, groceries delivered, all done. And so that's what we're doing. I've sold everything from used books to grocery items all the way to uh, even toilet paper and things that people are using every single day all the time. This is my, my, my wheels are spinning. Okay. So, so tell, t tell this woman right now, tell me because I'm doing this. I am going to have an Amazon store. I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to tell my husband all about this because, or my fiance, I should say, Phil, he's going to be all about this because we have so many connections in China, but that's besides the point. Um, the point is, is who's this for? How quickly can they make money? What's the fastest amount of income? Um, who can do it? Is it as easy as you say? Are you there for us? Cause I think I'm going to need a little bit of coaching. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's for anyone who wants to do it. I actually, there's a, there's a whole section of people called e-com kids and these e-com kids, young 13, 14 year olds are Stop. starting Amazon businesses, making thousands Stop. of dollars a month. I love this. Forget washing dishes at the local <laughs> diner. They are making bank because they're opening Amazon stores. My daughter, who's about to be 16, sells uh, through our Amazon store. She goes out thrifting and finding products with her, you know, minimal money that she has to invest. She invests it into products, sells them and gets all the dividends. Like her friends are working for, you know, eight, $9 an hour places. And she's, you know, 10 times in her money over and over again with very little effort. Um, yes, it takes effort. It's the business, you guys. Like there's no joke about it. Like you okay. work. But um, once you get to know the system, the processes, the products, selecting specific products. Um, there is a way to, I'm not going to use the word autopilot because I still have to manage everything yeah. and all the people and all the team members, but slowly make a really good side hustle without all the 
rigmarole of some of the other things. Number one, you don't have to drive traffic to Amazon. <laughs> they already have traffic. What you nice. need to do is get the products available for sale to the people that are already looking for them. Okay. So we bring products to the marketplace that people are already looking for. They just don't want to go to Target and buy them anymore. They want to buy them from Amazon. So what do you do? You bring those products to the marketplace. We specialize in wholesale bundling. Bundling means adding a couple of things together um, as a, a convenience pack for someone. So think of granola bars or you could mention coffee, three different coffee flavors all in one pack. So that you can be like, oh my gosh, I love this coffee variety pack and send them in. That's called a bundle. We specialize in that because it gives, a, gives the customer convenience, gives them variety, and it gives us more profit in the back end to do something once rather than selling three products individually. Yes. This is so smart. Because I was listening on your um, podcast, because you have a podcast, the Amazon Files podcast. Like, you're legit niched out. I want you guys to look at her business model. She's like, like if you're starting a business, you've got to have, in the US, they call it a niche. In Canada and Australia, and I think everywhere else in the world, they call it a niche. But because it's pri primarily the US, will say a niche. Her niche is helping people build their Amazon businesses. So everything in her brand from her podcast to her workshops that she has on her website to her mommy income. Uh, I think it's mommyincome.com, right? You and your partner, you guys do workshops on how to build this out. This is one thing I just want to note. Make sure whatever business you're building, it's niched out very well, just like Kristen is doing. So on the Amazon Files podcast I was listening to, you had said like, you can do this 10 hours a week. Yeah, or less. Or less. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it takes time. You know, we didn't, yeah. I'm going to be upfront. This doesn't yeah. happen overnight, but as we were, we were kind of pioneering some of the stuff that we do now with the super niche with wholesale bundles to the point where before there wasn't training available when I started, I kind of had a, there was a little bit, there's a couple books and a couple people, but like when I started in 2008, Facebook groups and things like that were like yeah. just starting. They were brand new. There wasn't a whole lot of networking to tap into. Who, where are the Amazon sellers in the world and how do you learn from them? And so it was very small and short, but over time, you're learning to do the next thing and the next thing. That's why we created, we started creating the trainings because it was like everyone else wants to know how to do this and we just kind of paved the way. We're not the only ones doing it, but our, our specific wholesale business model has what has gotten us literally from a lot of competition on Amazon and a lot of product competition everywhere to um, blowing up the sales because we're doing things differently than everyone else. So there is work involved, but now that we've kind of paved the way and we've done all the hard things for you, here's what to avoid. Here's what to focus yeah, on. That's what I was going to ask you. What, what are, cause I also saw another one of your podcast episodes, what not to do. Could you give us some of those? What not to do is to go where everyone else is going. A lot of people think, Oh my God, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make riches on Amazon by selling all the top 10 bestsellers. Well, good luck with that. Okay. Um, you're not going to be going out and getting Nike brands and KitchenAid and Barbie and all these other huge brands and they're going to sell to you. First of all, because they already sell to Amazon and Amazon has deeper pockets than you. They have yeah. deeper pockets than anyone in the universe. So you can't directly compete with them. So you have to carve out your own 
spe specialty. We have, uh, my, my business partner is a rock climber. And so she knows everything and anything about rock climbing and the equipment and all these different things. So selling products related specifically to that. Amazon's not interested in selling all that stuff, uh, you know, and, and taking that niche away from you. Yeah. So niching in specific places. If you're good at auto and auto mechanics and auto parts, sell auto parts on Amazon. If you already have a brick and mortar or something you're selling on Shopify or eBay or Amazon or any other place, bring it to the Amazon marketplace. If you're not there, you're missing millions of customers and millions of dollars. Wow. This is brilliant. This is so awesome. Like I'm, I'm actually blown away by this opportunity that I've missed and I can't wait to bring it to Phil because he's going to be like, great idea. Let's order a container. <laughs> yeah. And for like sure, we, I mean, we've imported things from, from Chinese manufacturers and we're working on, you know, there's all kinds of different ways to do that. We have our own uh, private label product that we include with some of our bundles that we've had created for us in, uh, from Chinese manufacturers. And there's some, you know, tons of U.S. manufacturers that will make you in private label or white label something with your brand on it. Uh, whatever, you, you can create your own brands. It's just following a process. And Amazon is all about processes. They have a rhyme and a reason. They have, um, you know, we have a, a a training that start FBA today. And it talks to you about what you need to do to set up a legitimate business and get from, um, I have no idea what the heck I'm doing to I actually have products for sale on Amazon. And we created that because there was so much confusion out there. Everyone over here is saying sell private label. It's the only way to go. Everyone over here is saying do retail arbitrage. It's the best money. Everyone over here is saying this and that. Um, so there's definitely different product, um, different niches to, to focus on business models, if you will, even with Within the Amazon space and finding what works best for you. We find that the wholesale bundles business model works best for us. It cuts competition significantly. And competition is your biggest worry on Amazon is that everyone, you know, wants to start Amazon businesses and have, you know, they, they call it race to the bottom. Let's see how much little profit we can make. And I'm not interested in that. I want to see how much I can make on Amazon with yeah. my clients. So, that um, make any sense beating the competition as far as bringing fresh and new ideas to the marketplace, learning how to put different varieties or, or bundles together is where we've carved out our space in, in making money on Amazon. And there's, there's enough of the pie to share because Amazon is humongous. Biggest, probably the biggest e-commerce in the entire universe. Everyone has heard of Amazon. Everyone. Now is 81%. I love statistics and data. I'm such a data nerd, right? And so in January of 2019, this is 86% of US households are Amazon Prime members. 86%. Are you kidding me? And if you sell on Amazon FBA, that means you're shipping your products into the Amazon warehouse for them to distribute which is, I don't recommend really any other way. There's other ways you can ship it from your house and stuff like that, but who wants that? I don't. No. Um, but if you do that, you're accessing 86% of American households who, who order things from Amazon daily from Prime. And so that's the access you have. If you built your own Shopify store and you try to drive traffic to it or whatever, you might get a few sales. You might get a lot of sales. But if you're on Amazon, that's where everyone else is hanging out. And you don't have to pay marketing. You don't have to pay to drive traffic to your specific listing. You just put it there and Amazon brings the traffic for you. This is amazing. This is so, why did you write? Because there's gotta be something in here. Your book is inspirational. Your book is, is heart centered. You obviously 
there's something else like you, obviously you've built this very successful business and you can coach people on, you know, how to run an Amazon business, but there's more to you. Why did you write that book? I couldn't help it. <laughs> mm. um, I, it just felt like this, if the story, it's a story of hope. Mm. So it's a story of, you know, and the book is not just a story. It's very practical. I'm all about the tough love. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for anyone. I'm not going to tell you that there's an easy button somewhere and that I'm sitting on the beach every day with my pool boy bringing me margaritas as much as that is in my dream plan later on. Every other day. Yeah. I actually, I just, I'm a, I love work. I love to help people. I love to inspire people to have their own dream life, whatever that means. And if that means that you're going to live in a yurt in the middle of nowhere, more power to you. But what does that take? It takes money, Damn. right? Money gives you options to do what you want to do. And so I want people to be able to have the joy. The pin, I was, in my book, I call it the pinch me moment, right? That you get to do something that you absolutely love doing and someone gives you money for that. It's like, pinch me now. Like, yeah. How did I get so blessed to be able to do something I love doing and earn a really awesome income doing it? And so whatever that is for people, I want them to find that and know that it's possible. I mean, our home was foreclosed on. We could not, despite having the small little side hustle, let me, let me let you in on a secret. Mm -hmm. um, we, when my husband was injured and we had this Amazon business, it didn't take off the way that we wanted to because we couldn't invest in it when we were just trying to keep the lights on. So we did lose our home in the process of that. We did lose our home. But once my husband was healed and back to work and we were able to put more money into the business instead of just survive, then that's when we saw the growth. But we didn't give up. It was our only financial hope at the time besides me going to work like at Old Navy or something when that was not happening. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, be in control of my income opportunities. I wanted to see what can this do. I never ever pictured myself in, I was almost kicked out of college. I went to college for a couple years and they basically said, you cannot take any more classes because you don't have a major. And I just looked at the admin and I said, the only reason I'm here is because I got a full ride and I didn't want to waste it. I have this academic scholarship and I have this free money, but you guys aren't teaching me anything I care about. And so when I had my two kids, I'm like, I'm out of here for now and I have to discover my own way. And I just, I couldn't pick a major because I was like, nothing appeals to me. What I'm supposed to do doesn't exist. And so I wow. made Wow. Did you know that in the moment where you're like, what I'm supposed to do doesn't exist? Like that is powerful knowing that. Did you know that in the I moment? Knew all I knew at that point, I mean, that was the first time I probably ever put that into words that way. But like yeah. in the moment, what I knew is that what all they were offering to me and the, the pathways and careers and all this kind of stuff, none of them felt like a fit for me. But so many people will keep doing it anyways, because it's normal. They keep doing it anyways, because they're afraid because it's fear, because they're supposed to, because mom and dad will be disappointed, because this person will be disappointed, because someone told them that this is the pathway that everyone should take. I say, screw that. I say, listen to your heart. If you're, if you're a spiritual person, you know, I am. I, I listen to God calling me, and I know we have a calling and a purpose. And you don't always know what that is until you start doing it. Amen. I knew the, the first time I sat behind a camera and did a live interview talking about and helping people try to, be, to get some of the success that I had, that this is something I was meant to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it until I did it. And I didn't know it until I had to push past the fear of, oh my gosh, this is live. 
what if I say something stupid? What if people yeah. make fun of me? Like, you know what I mean? It's live. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, and so it was on a live interview talking about, you know, I had this Amazon success and this was years ago before I started my own channel. And when I did that, it was that moment of this is it. This was the thing that they couldn't offer me in college. This was the thing I'm supposed to do that felt good and it felt right and it felt awesome and I couldn't wait to do more of. So that could be accounting for some people and that's amazing for them. For me, I had to figure, I had to find out, I had to figure it out and, and then I didn't know until I was willing to put the fear aside, all those feelings I have of being like, what if, yeah, but oh my gosh, it's going to be bad to just be like, you know what? I just got to be brave and do this thing. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And so moving forward to that was, was really that calling of the coaching and teaching and really wanting other people to succeed and have that hope that even if your house was foreclosed on, even if you lost a loved one or were widowed or something is happening financially that literally um, I've seen a negative bank account more than I can imagine. Mm -hmm. I know what that feels like. And I also know that hope is possible and it doesn't, I didn't win the lottery. I didn't have some rich aunt dump a pile of money and save our house from foreclosure or whatever. We worked our butts off and we prayed and we kept taking consistent steps every single day. Not a day didn't go by that we didn't do something to try to get farther away from what we didn't want and closer to something we did want. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I am so glad you are here to talk about this because you're so inspiring, Kristen. You're so real. Like you are very, very powerful. And I know there's massive things to come for you. Seriously. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. I, I, that's just really what I wanted to deliver to people is that, you know, been there, done that. And even if you have millions in the bank and you're unfulfilled and you hate your job as much as you know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. You make six figures at corporate XYZ and you have an awesome position in the corner office, whatever it is, but you feel that that's sucking the soul out of you. Life is too short and there's something else out there that you're meant to do if it's not that. And if you get past the fear of what are people going to think if I quit this corporate job? How am I going to make it? How am I going to pay the bills if I don't have this cushy salary? And, you know, uh, how am I going to pay for my health care? All those things are real struggles. But if you can push past that and have a plan and take action every day, you'll feel more free than any dollar amount in your bank account will ever give you. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to see past today, right? But I did an exercise in a program that I did a little while ago where they actually had us lay on the ground like we were on our deathbed. We were dying. We were 80 or 90 or we got to choose how old we were. We were dying. And what that would feel like to look back on our lives. What did you create? What were you passionate about? Did you live a life on purpose? Were you happy? Were you fulfilled? Did you create joy? Were you loving, compassionate? Who were you? What did you bring to this lifetime? And then, and then they th had us think about really what this life is. And it's just a blip. Like, yeah, hundred years. Anyways, well, that's I, totally off the topic. I think, no, I think that's amazing because I think what often people are doing and walking through life all the time is instead of seeking joy on a daily basis, all they're doing is trying to avoid stress. And that's not the same. Seeking joy in every, and, and you know, and the same. let's just be real. Like not everything is glamorous. Not everything is sexy. Not everything brings you joy. I don't care who you are. Taking out the garbage ain't sexy, but it's yeah. got to be done. 
So we can be like, okay, I'm going to have joy in taking the garbage out so that I can free up my time to do other stuff. Or I'm going to have the joy in paying someone else to do these tasks I don't want to do so that I can seek out real joy in my life. Because at the end of, at the end of your life, like you were just saying, you're not going to look back on this and say, Oh, I should have, I should have worked harder and more for this, you know, XYZ company that, you know, I hated my job every single day. You want to look back and say, you know what? I did the best with what I could with what I was given. I inputted joy to other people's life. I lived myself happy. I didn't beat myself up too much about this and that. I took steps every single day to improve myself and help others improve. And I'm good. I'm ready to go now because I'm all done. You know, that's what you want to face at the end of your life. And if that's not how you're living right now, whether that's an Amazon business or coaching or teaching or you're an accountant or it doesn't matter what you're doing. If that's not how you feel now, you can take a step every single day to get closer to feeling what you want to feel. Amen, sister. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Kristen, thank you so much for being a part of the Smart Woman Show. I know this interview will bless your audience as well as mine. And I can't wait. I'll be, get, I'll be getting in contact with you, showing you what I've created. I'll be happy to help. I'm happy to help when you start that Amazon business. <laughs> so good. We'll drop all your links down here. I love you so much. Have an awesome day and stay in touch. Thanks. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to The Smart Woman Show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at the Tara Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.